25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura... The Blue Jackets are in preseason form. Hopefully we're not. I don't I don't know that we're in preseason form at this point. I actually still think I might be in offseason form if I'm being entirely honest. But how are you doing on this? I mean, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday. I was going to say on this Monday afternoon. But, like, we're just not recording when we normally do. I'm so in, in a rhythm that I almost said that. But, uh, no, we're recording this on Wednesday night to release Thursday. So how are you on this hump day? Um, I don't know how I feel about you calling it that, but you know, um, it's locally known as hump day. I don't, I know it was just, it sounded weird coming out of your mouth. Um, so sorry. I'm good. I'm very good because I've gotten to watch a lot of real blue jackets hockey over the last few days. And that has put a very big smile on my face because it's been pretty much, Pretty good Blue Jackets hockey, which is nice because, yes, we understand it is the preseason. And as we will remind all of you, these games don't mean anything. So it's just nice to see them out on the ice, see some of these new guys really trying to get the non-existent spots in the roster because there honestly aren't any. Um, And, yeah, just be in the arena and... Everyone, I mean, Jeremy knows how much I love the smell of fresh ice, so mm-hmm. it's been nice. Yeah, and the Blue Jackets, like you said, I mean, have been especially good at home. And so, of course, the two games that you've been at, you've gotten the chance to see uh, a pretty great product on the ice, which is always a plus. But, yeah, it's it's always different, right, when you finally start to see, even in the preseason, Blue Jackets hockey once again. Although I will say I'm – and somebody's going to fact check me on this, and I probably need to be called out if I'm wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, I think the year that they started 0-8, the year that um, Todd Richards got fired and John Tortorella got brought in, I want to say that they had a really good preseason. Like I want to say that they were like – really good and i could Don't be say those things i want you to knock on all the wood around you right now i'm happy to do it but i uh, something is like that sounds correct to me but hey Don't they put that lost. negative hockey juju out into the energy out into the universe but they have lost. I mean, like they did lose in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about those games here in a little bit. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like it's the same energy that they had back then. And so I think I feel safe in doing it. But it's been interesting. I don't know if you resonate with this. Obviously, in the preseason, you're playing a lot of guys who potentially um, might have been up in Traverse City. So it's been interesting to see how some of these lines have stayed together. Uh, you know, I noticed tonight, especially, uh, there was one line together that was together during all Traverse City. So that's been unique to see. I, and I mean, like you said, Laura, just any time that it becomes real again is just such a such a win. And being able to hear that chilly chant that I'm sure we'll complain about at least ten times during the season, um, you know, getting a chance to to see the the hockey song happening again in the arena is just all so good. It all just feels great. Yes, I've told um, both of the friends that I've brought to the games with me. Um, 
why I hate the Chile chant and how it kills the momentum um, every single time. And you can't change my opinion. Um, but I've also told them because both times we've been at home, we've won. So they've played the hockey song towards the end of the third period, which is my personal favorite arena tradition. Um, and so I would just, that chili chant, man, if they could just move it, like if we could do the whole celebration first and then I think I would like it better, but it just, it kills the mood. And yeah, I want to see the numbers. I've always said that. Oh, how many people redeem the chili? It has to be yes. in the teens. It has to be in the teens. Um, no, I agree with you. And I've always said that, like, it would be so much better if it was like for those about to rock fire. Boom. We salute you. And then the, whoa, oh, 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 oh. and then after that, and before the face off happens, the chili chant like that to me is better than like what it is now which is for those about to rock fire boom we salute you da 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 chili and like and then after that it goes another what uh it's just like not good like it's just it's just it, it like it's such a buzz kill so quick and i yeah i mean imagine like it's late in the game you just tied it up and like you want your arena to go effing nuts that it's just <laughs> Yeah, because I'm just imagining like a 2-2 game. It's like, I don't know, three minutes left in the third period. And like, we're just desperate. Like, we're just desperate to take a lead and not take this game into overtime or to lose. And we're like on the edge of our seats and, you know, freaking Johnny Hockey comes up and just like slams a beautiful goal home. And we're all you know, losing our minds, and then immediately, chili. It would be tough to watch. I can't say that I would enjoy seeing Or, that. heaven forbid, heaven, which I don't think this would happen, because I don't really know, we've never progressed this far, but if for ever, some reason, the, like, game that we win, the, like, Stanley Cup, and it's, like, the winning goal is the third goal and they play that freaking song when we win the Stanley cup. I will be upset. Do you think there's going to be roosters chili in, in the cup when they, when they win it? Ew. <laughs> I know, but like, like we mentioned a little earlier, y'all it's weird. We're recording on a Wednesday in part because on Monday I was in full recovery mode from the weekend that I had where I worked 33 hours for my day job during the weekend, which was foul. Yeah. Then, he was not getting vertical on Monday. No, Monday I was horizontal most of the day and then uh, proceeded to on Tuesday, uh, be ready to record. We're going to release the episode on Wednesday. It's great. And my MacBook charger just broke. Like it just stopped working. And I was like, this is weird. And I like tried it on a couple other devices that use the same charger. And then the little like, lightning thing it just fell off of the charger it just fell off and so um my dead laptop was not going to rise from the dead for us to record unfortunately but honestly in some in some ways not exactly the worst possible situation because you know we had an idea for a game that we we're going to do for the episode which we're still going to do we're still looking forward to doing that for you all next week uh, you'll really enjoy that i think and i think we'll have some pretty uh spirited debates about some really fun decisions coming up but alternatively the blue jackets just decided to like 
have some content to give us and uh, who would we be to not take advantage of that? And so we've got some fun things to talk about, some contract extensions, some, you know, pretty cool things for folks in the front office. And, and then uh, we dive into a hypothetical uh, little question here to wrap up the show, but Laura, just, uh, you know, a bunch of news today, the the biggest thing. And, and the first thing being that Andrew peak uh, blue jackets defenseman, signed a three-year contract extension uh, worth $2.75 million per year. So uh, we've got we've, we've gotten a little sneak peek of what he can offer. Uh, he was great last season. So, Laura, just what were your initial thoughts when, when you saw that come through today? Yeah, I was excited. I don't think we – I don't think if you asked either one of us if we would have expected – any sort of contract stuff, especially right now during the first week of training camp preseason stuff. Um, so I was excited this morning when it came across my phone that we had a, a contract extension. And I I like Andrew Peak. Um, I think he really proved himself last season. He knew that he had to prove himself in order to stay up on the main roster. Um, he doesn't score a lot. He is not a offensively minded defenseman, but I know a lot of Blue Jackets fans are used to and like kind of prefer that kind of defenseman, but we need a level of grit. We've talked about it multiple times before, and I think Andrew Peak really has that. He's not afraid to throw his body around. We definitely all know he's not afraid to drop the gloves, and I think that that is something that we've been missing, obviously, and he's still really young. So he's going to mature even more so into one of those like very gritty, like hard to play against defensemen. And that's really going to help us down the line. So I'm excited. I think three years is a good length. I think the AAV is appropriate for him. And I'm glad that he wants to stay in Columbus. And I mean, why would we want to get rid of that beautiful head of hair either? So I'm all for it. I thought maybe he'd have some hard feelings after the Ohio State Buckeyes took um, <laughs> took his Notre Dame Fighting Irish to the shed, uh, you know, a few weeks ago in Columbus. But but yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said about this signing that that feels good. I know Andrew Peak is somebody that Blue Jackets fans have have said for a number of years now could be somebody who has the opportunity to be a pretty important defensemen moving forward for the team and uh, the interesting thing about this is it does it does bring him to his ufa years it bumps him right up to his ufa if i'm not mistaken um no potentially potentially buying a year of his ufa so i'm okay with that he's not the kind of player that i'm like you get to the end of his contract and you're like oh my god if we don't resign him it's the end of the world um but you know Still nice to buy a year of that unrestricted uh, free agency time for him. And fascinating because I don't know if you saw the shady tweet. by Oh, there was a shady tweet? Yeah, uh, from Don Luschichin. Is that the guy from The Athletic? The guy from The Athletic who has the models that everybody has like something to say about. And uh, we're not going to be any different today because I think we're going to have something to say about his tweet. Um, which he's getting a lot of, of really harsh, but fair, I think, <laughs> replies to his tweet. He tweeted, Columbus committing around $7 million to Eric Goodbranson and Andrew Peake is an incredible choice. 
and to which <laughs> a lot of people saying committing any amount of money to the to Dom Luce Chichen is an incredible choice. And uh, another another reply that said, hmm, so fourth in the league in block shots, 12th in the league in hits, and his first full NHL season being asked to play on the top pair for a 24-year-old, six foot three, 200-pound right-hand defenseman. Sounds like Yarmo was fleeced clown emoji. <laughs> so a little bit of uh, a little bit of sarcasm there from the fifth line A at fifth line A, who we as Blue Jackets fans know. But yeah, I think that's a pretty like cold take from Don Lustigen there, if you ask me. I think people are still, you know, like we've talked about before, we were such a big, you know, I think people like him and other journalists are used to Columbus being the butt of the joke. Like definitely being like, you know, the rumor that nobody wants to play here. Nobody wants to stay here. Like that it's just, we're kind of like the hillbilly cousin of the, NHL sort of situation. And now that things are starting to turn around for Columbus, hopefully, and, you know, the team in general, and we're getting these players that are of the highest caliber choosing, which I think is, I think the word choosing is also what makes people upset about this situation. Like, honestly, I think people would be less mad if Calgary had traded Johnny to Columbus for some reason. It's the fact that he chose Columbus and that people are choosing Columbus that I think really astounds the um, Columbus haters in this, in this realm of things. And so I think there are some people that are still trying to hold on to that, you know, any opportunity to, knock on Columbus, they're going to take it. But this one seems unfounded to me because I watched Gabranson tonight. And honestly, like I know people are still a little iffy about the money, but he is a good at hockey. Like he was very good tonight. And I see a lot of potential for him down the line with our team. And like I just said, I can't sing the praises any higher of, Andrew Peak because it definitely this signing makes all the more difficult the decisions about who's going to be in those top six places for our defensemen. Um, and I think Andrew Peak very much so signed his way as a, if not a solid slot suite, like placeholder to a high contender. So that guy can. Um, Go lick a flagpole. In any specific temperature or just like that, like just lick negative it. 14. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I yeah, and I think the other piece of that too is like Dom is like unabashedly a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So you also had a lot of people saying the whole like, Yeah, like are you over Columbus knocking Toronto out of the level yet? Or like are you like still not over it? But yeah, I think Andrew Peak is is really interesting. I mean, he played a lot of really big minutes with Zach Wierenski last year. I don't know if that's necessarily like the dream role for him. I mean, I think if you're the Blue Jackets, you're hopeful that he's okay being, you know, bottom four. And bottom four is not the way to describe that, but second or third pair defensemen. But he's really strong on the right side. He's got grit, like you mentioned. He's got 
He's not afraid to, to throw the body around a little bit, and that's what this team kind of needs. It's also kind of part of the reason why the team signed Erica Branson, kind of just like going full circle on Dom's tweet. And so I think Columbus is a harder team to play against when players like Erica Branson and Andrew Peek are a part of the team, and, and I think that that probably – should excite Blue Jackets fans and hopefully for the next few years annoy the hell out of out of other teams' fans. I mean, that's always our hope. Just pissing people off left and right. That's our goal here at Subjectively Speaking. We're actually changing our tagline from the podcast for the people to we just want to piss you off. <laughs> I'll be way more at peace with that than Laura will be. That is true. He will be. It would make an, <laughs> it would make an interesting Twitter header. To, to change that to maybe we'll do that for like april fool's day yeah we might have to do that we might have to do that but uh oh this is not something that laura i told you we would talk about before the episode started but laura also got a little bit of devastating news this week and that is that the nhl trade deadline is <laughs> the day after her birthday uh and it's her quote-unquote birthday game that we always deem you know the game that's the closest to her birthday that we go to and so laura march 3rd at 3 p.m trade deadline how are you holding up knowing knowing what that day can mean for you it's just like they want to torment me because it's literally my least favorite day in hockey it always has been even when i like knew nothing like I hated the trade deadline day um and now to have it like the direct day after my birthday and if I haven't said it before weirdly my birthday means a lot to me I am a middle child it was the only day that was ever like truly for me as a kid so yes I love my birthday and it, I when that news came out yesterday I just like immediately sent it to Jeremy and was just like, for fuck's sake, like, can't I just have my birthday weekend? Um, but apparently no. So, and I also think that's Oliver's return to Nationwide Arena is my birthday game. That's the one game Seattle's coming to Columbus to play. Woof. So I'm going to be both heartbroken in a multiple multitude of ways. Yeah, talk about a trade deadline. That's pretty full circle, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to need some cake and probably some whiskey. I think we can make that work. And honestly, maybe we can get some bourbon into the cake. Ooh, that would be nice. You're going to have to make it, though. Like That's the part that sucks. I know, that's true. But... I will have to make my own birthday cake. <laughs> but yes. Well, if nothing else, like at least you'll know that almost certainly I'll be your emotional support human in person during um the trade deadline because we both know that i will somehow some way navigate my way to columbus for your birthday game as i did last year and as i always will but yes and it also means that you will have a multitude of months leading up to that to be like can't wait until this person leaves at your on your before your birthday game i don't know i'm not always the best at predicting who is going to be around and who is not going to be around after a certain point so sometimes you're better at it than you think that's fair that's fair but um weird that vladislav gavrikov changed his number isn't it anyway um <laughs> rude he's so rude you guys so no, yeah, rude i'm pretty bad that's for sure but uh you know something that isn't bad is that uh 
today also in the in the bevy of news obviously andrew peak signs his contract in the morning and then also chris clark who's the director of player personnel for the columbus blue jackets was named team usa 2023 iihf world championship general manager which is a fun honor there have been blue jackets you know front office folks who have served in leadership capacities for their national teams in the past i know that yarmo i think has been an assistant general manager or maybe he was supposed to be the assistant general manager for the olympics before that whole thing went to where it went but nevertheless i mean there have been other other key blue jackets figures who have who've served their country in certain roles like this so it's one of those things where it puts Blue Jackets hockey kind of on a map and it puts it on a on a worldwide map, I guess, in this case. But, you know, specifically just for Chris Clark to get that notoriety. Chris, Chris Clark is to me somebody who is probably going to be an NHL GM one day. It's only a matter of time until like the Blue Jackets lose him somewhat similar, I believe, to like what happened with Bill Zito. But, but yeah, Laura, this is exciting stuff. Yeah, it's definitely an exciting announcement. We always love, you know, having, you know, Blue Jackets – players and our front office members being able to go and represent the team and Columbus on, you know, a world or national stage. Like I think back to what Rick said to us when we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago and he talked about, you know, how important it is to him that more people, um, more alumni come and like work for the team in any capacity or are just able to go out there and be ambassadors for Columbus and for the Blue Jackets and you know this is a huge honor so I think Chris is really gonna get that opportunity and make us all proud that is that is my hope as well and it's one of those things where you almost hope that not very many Blue Jackets are a part of that conversation because that's like that tournament generally speaking I don't know if they've released the actual dates for it yet for 2023 but it generally like happens amid the Stanley Cup playoffs too. Um, you're usually having teams that aren't making their way into the postseason send players to the world championships. And so hopefully if the Blue Jackets are in a playoff spot, you won't see very many Blue Jackets on Team USA, but there are there are a handful of, of potential contenders there uh, if, if the Jackets are, are not um, members of the playoff field and, and most notably is an addition from from this offseason and that's Johnny Goudreau um, obviously an American and is somebody who you would almost assume would have a spot on a roster like this if the Jackets have players that are able to go uh, you know Zach Wierenski honestly maybe two of the Blue Jackets top players at their respective positions uh, you know you've got two Americans right there and, and then obviously there are a couple more on the team so It'd be pretty cool. You almost wonder if that'll like sway sway the decision making at all. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But personally, I'm under the much like you. I'd rather that we be in the playoffs and you know just send Chris along to like do his thing, and we can be contending for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we'll be over here just chilling for the most part, and and I would be a okay with that one, Laura. But. But yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about something that's going to happen way down the road, but we're here in September as it's, as the month is wrapping up. We're getting closer and closer to the Blue Jackets finally taking the ice. And and you know what my favorite part, Laura, is about when the season gets started and when teams start taking the ice again? What? It's the fact that I can start to bet on those games, Laura, 
duh. I don't know what you thought I was going to say, but we're not quite there yet. And so, as you all know, the NFL action is it's in full swing, and that is especially true with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays right now. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with uh, payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Laura. Yes, Jeremy. I'm really going to need you to tell me something. It's going to get, it's going to get personal here. Okay. What have you been listening to recently? Ooh, I have been listening to, I loved this band like when they first came out and I'd kind of forgotten about them and I heard them on a movie that I was watching recently. So I was like, I need to bring this back into my rotation. So I have been listening to fun. They're oh, like you have been. debut album. Cause I just, I love them. And that whole album was just, is just so good. I have bad news. I know. Makes me sad. <laughs> there no longer. But it's nice to to live in the memories. That's fair. Well, Laura, I've been listening to there's this uh, playlist on my Spotify that's called Pumpkin Spice. And I don't know about down in Columbus, but up here in Grand Rapids, I'll tell you what, it's getting crisp. The fall air is here. We're wearing sweaters. It's a really great time. My fall wardrobe is in full effect. But being able to listen to this Pumpkin Spice playlist just fills me with all the warmth that I need to get through these fall days. And and it's been great. And it's been great because the music is awesome and I love it. But it's also been great because I have been using my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half of the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Between their noise isolation features and the awareness mode and, and being able to change songs with the tap of an earbud, you really can't get it any better than these folks. They're perfect for any occasion, whether you're on a walk, a run, a stroll, whatever have you. Just make sure you check out buyraycon.com today and use promo code THPN to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. So, Laura, the segue to that ad read was that we've got so much ahead of us in the season, but we've got to talk a little bit about the now. And what we can talk about is the three preseason games that the Blue Jackets have played to this point. You, Laura, have been physically present too, um, and we both caught pieces of of all the games through the Blue Jackets live stream on their website of all the preseason games. So, Laura, 
we're three games in, weird split squad game to start the preseason against Pittsburgh, one game at home, one away, but then uh, a game uh, this evening, as we're recording on Wednesday, against the Buffalo Sabres. So what what has been your, your initial reaction to the Jackets taking the ice and playing some meaningful hockey games? I, I mean, meaningful is relative, but in our case, more meaningful than what we've seen to this point so far this offseason. Yeah, so hopefully the um, streaming part of these preseason games has gotten a little bit better because uh, definitely oh, on Sunday. Much better, like infinitely better. Like today was actually a pretty great experience. Good, yeah, because definitely on Sunday on both ends uh, when Pittsburgh was doing the streaming and um, I know you told me when Columbus was doing the streaming that there was a lot of little kinks and issues and maybe not sound until the third period um, on Sunday night's game. So, but hopefully the incredible people that do those sorts of things for the team have been able to work out all those issues, but yeah, I mean, we started out these preseason games strong with a quote unquote double header on Sunday against Pittsburgh. And honestly, even though we lost in overtime in the first game, you can't really say that the guys played badly. There was a lot of really good moments, a lot of really good um, structure, and like you could tell that they were starting to feel more comfortable because honestly, the the roster for the first team um, in Pittsburgh is essentially what you think of in a preseason roster. Like it was almost all fringe players, like players that are like trying to like maybe vie for one of those spots that aren't really necessarily available and they're just trying to like make a name for themselves or at least get noticed. There were some of like the roster regulars like Jack Roslevic and um, Chinny and stuff like that, that were there, but it was mostly a lot of the prospects, a lot of the guys that were here on professional tryouts. Like, so it was, it was a mixed bag, but they worked well together um, I have like two notes from that game, and I would say the person the person that stuck out the most was hold on, I'm just looking to make sure this is the right game. Um why is it not? Oh, was um James Neal. Um, he, I mean, I know he's a veteran, he's here on a professional trial. He's had a lot of experience in the NHL, obviously, obviously used to play for Pittsburgh, but he really worked his tail off that game and he scored a goal, like was really being a team player and like, could definitely tell that he, I mean, with, as a veteran, like you get better at this, but like, you could definitely tell that he was not nervous or overwhelmed at all to play against his former team. Like he was ready to go and ready to have that blue jacket sweater on. So I was really impressed with him. And then the unfortunate thing is that we really haven't gotten an update on him, but poor Ben Harper um, got in a fight with, I don't even know which Penn's player it was, um, but got in a fight. Everything was fine until they their helmets got knocked off and they fell to the ice and Ben's head just slammed into the ice and ricocheted off. Um, it was very very scary. He was knocked unconscious. Um, there was quite a bit of blood. Um, 
and he did have to be assisted off the ice um, in which you could tell he was not fully conscious while they were doing that. Um, and those types of injuries are definitely concussions and can definitely be career altering situations, depending on what his history is. He's another guy that's here um, on a professional tryout contract. Um, and we really haven't heard much of an update since Sunday. He d he was given permission to fly back with the team on the plane, um, but it was very, very scary. And hopefully he is okay. I don't think that we are going to see him for the rest of the preseason, I would suspect, because I would be surprised if he doesn't have a very serious concussion. Um, and he definitely got quite a few stitches. So uh, best wishes and luck to him. I don't know what that will mean for his uh, PTO, but it was scary. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Like both of the players that you mentioned uh, on the one hand, James Neal having a really great showing in Pittsburgh. He actually will go again in Thursday's matchup against the blues in in St. Louis, which is fun because that's, you know, another team that he's played for in the past. But then, of course, like you mentioned, the Ben Harper situation. And that's the part that really hurts, right, is, like, that's a player who might not necessarily get a chance to show any, anything else this preseason, which which is no good when you're a player who's trying to, to make it onto a roster and, and maybe Ben Harper will get some love, uh, you know, from, from Cleveland or the Blue Jackets in that respect if, if he doesn't end up actually uh, winding up with a deal. So not great on that end of things, but as you mentioned, overall the team looked relatively decent and, and had some moments of, of real positivity in that game. They were up 2-1 to one at one point, and, and you're hoping that they can find a way to, to hold on, and, and they unfortunately couldn't. Game goes into overtime, and, and they lose, and, and that is what it is. But – then you got a chance to see them in action for the first time at home this preseason uh, when they took on the other half of the Penguins roster that they have in their training camp. And so what were some of your thoughts and notes about that one? Yeah, this was definitely like they strategically put together the kind of, I mean, short of what the roster is going to look like for the home opener, this was about as a hometown crowd friendly rosters you could put together. I mean, we got to see the nationwide arena premiere of Mr. Johnny Hockey himself. Um, and the crowd was very excited as he stepped out onto the ice. But, you know, we had Gus, we had Justin Danforth, uh, Patrick Line, obviously, um, Trey Fix-Wolanski, Kent Johnson, Jakob Voracek, just to name a few of the forwards. And then obviously classically on defense is, you know, newly signed extension, Andrew Peake, Zach Wierenski, um, Adam Boquist, uh, Gabranson also made his debut. Um, and we got to see, you know, our shiny star Elvis start out in net. And then uh, Jet Greaves, who's going to be a, a shiny star in Cleveland as well, um, come out and play some. And they, they put on a show, like there's no – better way to describe um, that game than a show. Like the crowd was great. Even for a preseason, there were so, there were so many more people there than you would normally see um, 
at a preseason game for sure. But I mean, it was on a Sunday night, so I'm sure people were willing to be a little extra tired um, to get the chance to see that Patrick Lyonet, Johnny, um, Kent Johnson uh, line make it sort of like big stage debut. And it was great. Like, honestly, it was a really great game. We, you know, scored a lot, which was awesome. Johnny got, he had a three point game himself with three assists that night. And it was funny. I brought my uh, friend Gretchen with me and she always likes to like rile me up when I'm talking about hockey because she'll say things like, well, assists aren't as important as goals and like just try and make me upset about things and like just to be funny. And she was like, well, he didn't score any goals. I was like, Gretchen, three of the five goals that we did get wouldn't have happened without him. So just as important. <laughs> but yeah, she likes to rile me up because I am in, as you know, incredibly passionate about this game and particularly our team. But yeah, it was it was great. It was definitely it was so lovely to be back in the arena to like hear Mike Todd and see like the games again. And obviously they don't have all the bells and whistles out right now because it's preseason. So like streamers aren't coming down when we win a preseason game. But there was still plenty of things that made it feel great to be back in nationwide arena. Yeah, and God forbid if we would have launched off the streamers after that win because Penguins fans always like to get in our shit about about that. But yeah, I mean, I think you. How do you miss that, right? Like, how do you miss that star-studded lineup there if you're in Columbus and you have the chance to go? And and they did. They put on a show, and the players that people were excited to see also put on a show. And just kind of seeing those guys work together and play together had to have been a really really great time. And it's the start of it, right? Like, even if it's not a regular season game, just seeing number 13 on the ice and it being Johnny Goudreau and seeing the way that, that him and Patrick Laine mesh and, like you mentioned, just also having, you know, Kent Johnson center them and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was just a fascinating, fascinating thing to watch. And it was indicative, I think, of, of the things to come for the Blue Jackets. It's that's the kind of game where I wonder if, if Cole Cylinder is healthy. Like, I wonder, like, which of these, like, lineups he fits himself into. Like, I would be interested to see if maybe the Blue Jackets would think about. And I know on the skate space, Dylan Tyre said this. Like, I would be interested to know if the Blue Jackets would have thought about putting him out there to be to, – to center that really skilled top line. And so – yeah, it's always good to see. I mean, listen, preseason, any time of the any time, it is really, really nice to watch the Blue Jackets beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. It is, yes. And it is kind of that like sort of fun debate to have right now about who will be. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of quote unquote training camp preseason to go. Um, but it is kind of that debate right now amongst fans and analysts and things is who will be that person to center the Patrick and Johnny line on opening night. And um, the skate space did do like a survey kind of thing last night. And also like any, any speaker that came on to ask a question had to answer this question um, right now. Like, obviously, you know, we've seen Kent and he's done a really good job, but, you know, most people are still holding fast and I'm kind of this person too, of that Boone will be the person that centers that line on, op on at the home opener, if not 
opening night in um, Carolina, but you know, just because his face-off percentage is so good and it's just like a classic standard, like you feel safe with that situation just because Boone is so reliable. Um, obviously, we're not seeing a whole lot of him right now in preseason because they're trying to reserve his um, recovery and his progress. And Boone's, I mean, Boone's been in this league for a long time. So, like, it's okay if he sits out these like preseason situations. And I'm sure we will see him next week as the preseason starts to draw, draw to a close. Cause of course he'll want to get in on a little bit of the action just to keep himself, you know, ready to go. But so, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of down to the three for most fans, which is, you know, Boone or Kent or Cole, who's going to step in. And there is the occasional, like, would they give Jack the opportunity? Um, but Jack, I think still has a little bit of, um, proving himself and Kent definitely needs to work up a little bit on his, his face off percentage. Cause that's definitely a bit of a weak, a weak area for him. Well, I think the thing that I always think about with, with Jack Roslevic though, is I feel like anytime he's given top six minutes, that's when he excels. I mean, that's just been kind of the, the MO, right? The Jackets played him in the top six quite a bit toward the end of last season with players like Boone Jenner out, and he excelled. He was great toward the end of the season. We talked about that on our end-of-the-season wrap-up episodes when we were doing our player reviews. I mean, he just finished so strong, and and I think it might be a little bit of a disservice to the player in some ways to not think about having him go out in between those two guys. Like I, I just think that he could be somebody who could be really good in, in, in that moment, and the issue is – the defense. I mean, that's been the conversation with him before is, is he as defensively sound? You could argue that he started to get a little bit better over the course of the last season, but you know, for some people, they don't think it's quite there and, and that is what it is. And yeah, I think, I think you'll, we all know who's going to start there. I, I appreciate your, it feels comfortable. It feels safe with Boone uh, centering those two, but uh, yeah, it does. It does almost feel a little safe, and it feels a little comforting knowing that you'll have Boo Jenner there. And and I, for the life of me, cannot understand that Ken Johnson is not going to be a winger in this franchise. He will, I think. I don't think there's any way he's going to be a center, but that it will that remains to be seen. All I know is that he played again uh, tonight, Wednesday, and he was excellent again. Like, I mean, like he just had moments where he shined and, and one of the lines that I mentioned earlier in the show about like thinking through lines that stuck together for part of the preseason at this point from Traverse city. And that's, uh, you saw, uh, Puthia and Marchenko and Johnson out together quite a bit tonight. And that's a, a line that we saw in Traverse city that always seemed to dominate and control play there. And so Laura just, you know, having been there, I mean, I, again, I caught it on bluejackets.com, a really great live stream tonight from them, but you were there in the arena. Just talk to me about what, what that was like tonight. Yes, I was. Um, and I brought <laughs> this whole preseason. I'm just like bringing people along them that are kind of like my fringe friends that like hockey and I'm trying to get them like hyped up so that they'll want to come to more games since what? I was just gonna say I should I should clarify, not fringe friends, 
but fringe hockey fan friends. Yes. These aren't friends that I'm like not so much friends with. They're very good friends and I love dearly, (laughs) but only like kind of like hockey. And so I'm trying to get them to um, be more involved. And hey, apparently winning awards makes your friends be slightly more interested in your passions. And so I'm not getting turned down as frequently. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, no, that must be nice for you. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I mean, my person who would normally go to games with me just refuses to move home. So here I am panhandling to my slightly interested hockey friends. Um, but anyway, yes, I was back in the arena. And this is kind of like, I'm calling this our like mixed bag roster because it was definitely a solid mixture of like, again, actual fringe players who were like, trying to find like, again, trying to make impressions, but then also some more of the like definite roster players, uh, you know, cause you gotta, you gotta put some fan favorites in there for the hometown crowd. Um, keep them interested. So, you know, we had Sean Corrali and Eric Robinson and Emil Bemstrom. Um, and like you said, Kent Johnson, Jack Roselvick, Jakob Voracek, um, and then defensemen, obviously, Andrew Peek, uh, Vladislav Gabrikov, you know, just sort of Erica Branson. And then we had Daniil Tarasov back in the net um, and Jack Greaves. They split time. Um, uh, and let me just say, it's really great to see, to see Tarasov um, back in the net and, like, looking pretty good coming off of his surgery um, last year or last season for his hip. So, um, I have been, you know, he was very solid all throughout the first period tonight. Um, did not allow Buffalo to score. And even so Buffalo scored like maybe a minute or two before, uh, Tarasov got pulled for Jet to come in for the second half. Cause he didn't get pulled cause he was bad. He got pulled cause they're splitting time with all the goalie pairs right now. Um, but he was he looking really solid. And then even more so, Jet had just a extremely solid second half of this game. Like, was not letting anything come past, come past him. And he was a brick wall. So, very impressed with both of them tonight. And it was just a really fun, another fun game to watch. Uh, the second period was kind of a snooze fest. Um, really not much happened. It was like a lot of back and forth, um, a couple penalties, but we quickly killed them off, which is great. That's I'm not saying that's not great. We always want to kill off a penalty, but this was kind of boring. <laughs> um, so which was okay as I was trying to teach my friend Katie a little bit about um, the game and some of the specifics, but um, the first and third period were definitely the like show parts of, of the game. And, you know, um, Emil Benstrom got himself a goal. Uh, and like I said to our friend Danny, who was sitting in front of us and Jeremy and I was said to each other, you know, every blind squirrel finds a nut sometime. So I was happy for him. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that that was a nice little little boost, but 
I think we are not alone in that this Emil Bemstrom experiment is walking a thin line. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Bemmer got a goal. And then, of course, um, the very anticipated Kro Marchenko, um, as well as Jakob Voracek, and then Ohio native uh, Carson Meyer also got a goal this evening. So it was just, it was a fun game. Like, you know, there were a pretty decent amount of people there tonight for a Wednesday. Um, it was a little, it was a, little, a lot more patchy than it was on Sunday, but you're going to have that in preseason. And I just, we just got a thing on Twitter that said one of our Twitter file uh, followers, Michelle saw me. We, I was in the section over from her. And, um, so I'm just going to say this now, if you see me at a game, you can come say hi. I am a very approachable person. Jeremy will tell you that. I may be super awkward when you approach me, but I am approachable. I have a very unassuming presence, so people are comfortable. But if you see me, you can say hi, because I will hopefully be at games. But who knows in person. But yeah, if you see me, please come say hi. Um so yeah, it was it was just fun, and it was another one of those good to see these like people who are vying for good positions, um, like either in Cleveland or here on like sort of the come up when other people are injured realm of things. Like it was nice to see those people, and nice for like people to start seeing uh, Krill's personality come out and what he can bring uh, to the team as well. Yeah, I'm, oh God, his personality is something else. I mean, like, that's the thing that we talked about after Travers is, like, I think that he, he is such an infectious personality. He's, he's a really unique guy. But, yeah, I mean, I you know, just in watching the third period, for me, after getting back from work, I mean, it, it felt like, at least for the first part of that third period, that the Sabres were going to were gonna find a way to score and, and tie it up and, and for Jakub Voracek, a really great pass by Trey Fix-Wolanski, who, who is, like you mentioned, one of those players that you think is probably fighting for potential call-ups. And, and he played really well tonight, I think. And, and so did Carson Meyer. You mentioned Carson Meyer. He scored the fourth goal, but he had a handful of chances tonight that he wasn't able to capitalize on. So really good to see him kind of pick back up where he left off last season getting a couple of opportunities to play with the big squad up in Columbus. And so this one's another good one. The Jackets, you know, win again. And like you mentioned, I mean, you can't say enough about the way that that goaltending tandem played tonight. You know, Daniel Tarasov played played excellent in his opportunity. And, and Jack Greaves, like you said, pitched a shutout. And so uh, that's a win in my book. And uh, I'm happy to see it happen. Those guys are going to be really pivotal to what happens in Cleveland this year and, and you know, determining how good that team will be. And and I guess even for Tarasov, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he has to start the season up here. Maybe Jack Greaves will end up starting the season down in Cleveland as their, as their number one, depending on what's going on with Corpy. But yeah, all good stuff tonight, I think, Laura. And you got to feel, feel pretty good for the guys who are still fighting. There's not been necessarily anybody who, to me, has like told me for sure that they are a lock on that fringe or there's not really any guys who have told me that they shouldn't be considered at this point. Yeah. I think we're, you know, I think Lars and the rest of the coaching staff is still very much so 
really feeling out uh, through these first few games and like trying to give everybody um, a chance. I think that that is one of the bigger differences with Lars versus um, Torts's like coaching style. Um, not I. I mean, not that I analyze uh, Torts's like process very closely, but I I have been paying more attention with Lars just because I I want to be you know, more educated on how these things through training camp and all that sort of stuff go. But like, I really do feel like Lars and his staff um, want to give everyone a fair shot at a spot. And like, he's not necessarily like, you know, he's not the kind of guy that's like, oh, well, this person needs more of this because they've been here or they did this or that or the other. Like, he wants to have the best people possible on the roster. And so I, that's why I think he's taking his time and why, you know, cause a lot, there's been a lot of other teams in the NHL that have already made at least one round of cuts to their rosters. Um, and, you know, he's, he's taking his time and there, I mean, I, I don't think that he's going to do cuts tomorrow. I think he'll wait until Friday probably, um, to make his first round because he'll want to see another another game because it is a pretty different roster tomorrow for St. Louis um, than we have seen in these first three games. So I think he's going to want to see um, those players because it's going to be like Owen Sillinger and a bunch more of these like prospect players playing tomorrow in St. Louis. So I think if we see any cuts this week before the weekend, it's going to be on Friday. But it's very interesting, and I like that Lars is giving everyone a fair shot. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I'm excited to see how this one shapes out. I think you're right. I think the first round of cuts comes on on Friday. Uh, I'm excited to see Jordan Dumais play. I'm excited to see that. Good on him making that debut on Thursday. Hopefully he's able to light the lamp. That's what I'm hoping for. But, but yeah, Laura, it's been a, a fascinating week in, in Blue Jackets land. We get a little – a couple of little treats on the side with the games, but the games are picking back up. Uh, we had a we had a hypothetical question that we wanted to suss out today, but maybe we'll hold it for next time. We we'll we'll hold it for that time because um, we've got another fun game to play with you guys next week. We're gonna <laughs> break back into the percentage game, and uh, I don't personally like that game, so you'll want to make sure you listen to that one next week because that's gonna be. That's What's funny time. is he doesn't like this game, but he's the one that always suggests we play this always game. Me. It is always me. And I think it's because I'm just such a fan of the hot take. And I feel like, and and this could be like, we might be having a podcast meeting on the podcast right now. I feel like it's easier for us to disagree in this kind of way where it's like we're playing a game than it is okay. for us to be like, Laura, I think you're wrong about this because, or Jeremy... I think you're full of shit because so I feel like adding this like jovial percentage into it, like makes it fun. And you know me, like I said, I love a hot take. So that's usually how we can like have our little like banter and disagreement is through games like this. So yeah, I'm always going to suggest it. Yeah, I, I will agree. It is, it is fun. I just hope that you don't experience the level of heartache that you experienced the last time we played this game where you could not have been more wrong about Oliver Bjorkstrand. <laughs> 100% incorrect. That's the percentage for that one. I was 100% wrong. Um, but, uh, hey, we get it. Life is busy and life is hard. So 
<laughs> it's not related to my being wrong about Oliver Bjorkstrand, you asshole. Um, we get it that life is hard. And so you might not necessarily like remember. And also, to be fair, we don't always release on the same day. So it's kind of on us. We're actually sorry that we're rambling. And by we, I mean me. But all of this to say, you can make sure you catch our next episode come out by following us on social media and all that kind of fun stuff. And again, I know nobody better than the Laura Norman uh, to tell you all where you can find those things. So Laura, why don't you tell the good folks where they can find a little bit of us? Absolutely. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram on subjectively pod. You can follow us on Facebook at subjectively speaking. If you want to learn more about us and the show and find links to all the things you can check out our website, subjectively speaking.com. Uh, if you would like to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and, you know, toss a little coin our way slash get some super cool merch in return, you can visit our brand new merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. It currently has our brand new um, Here's Johnny design, courtesy of our incredible graphic designer, Stephen Kinnicky, which happy belated birthday, Stephen. Uh, we did make a post of course, for you, but we just love and appreciate you so much. So I want to put it um, on record as well. So you can check out that and eventually the rest of our uh, great uh, merchandise designs will be up there as well. So you can get everything you need for the upcoming season. And then you can rate, review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to on listening to us on um particularly if you are on apple Podcasts, scroll on down hit five stars it is our favorite number um we are desperately trying to get to 50 star ratings by the start of the season come on guys don't need that many it's three we have 47 i just really want to get to that 50 uh before the season starts so if you haven't yet um, please give us a rating. We don't know how the algorithm works. We just know that these subscriptions and ratings and comments um, all help us get to be more noticed in the hockey podcast community. And we just appreciate whatever help um, and support you can give us. And a, a little side note, because I know I will be remiss if I don't mention it, but if you're looking for more like cool hockey content, you can check out the latest issue of uh, the hockey news, which is featuring our new golden boy, Johnny, um, on the cover and it looks pretty sweet. So I know our girl, Danny already bought a copy. She's going to frame it. So head on out to get that as well. But yeah, we just love and appreciate uh, you guys so much. Yeah. Go snag you one of them cute little magazines. They are really nice. Uh, it's, it's a really nice addition if you're a collector of stuff like that. So go check that out. And, you know, we've got some blue jackets hockey this weekend. You're going to want to keep it locked to our social media, all of which Laura just said, and we'll catch y'all next time. Uh, we'll have a new episode for you coming out on Tuesday, but until then take care of yourselves and take care of one another. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.